You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going? Good, man. It's been a little while since we've had this chat. Life got in the way last week, but we are back at it just in time to dig into draft stuff here coming up here right around the corner, too. All kinds of good stuff going on. Absolutely. The NFL draft is one week closer. We're just over two weeks away. I can't believe it. Yeah, last week, vacation. Thought I could pull it off, but... Uh, <laughs> you were biting off yeah, a lot what, there, yeah. What was not meant to be, so thanks to uh, thanks to Kate and Marcus, our our uh, compadres for picking up our slack and and taking it over for the whole week. We definitely appreciate that. Uh, but we're back this week. We will continue our NFL draft rookie profiles. We've got a couple good players I'm interested in to talk about this week. Uh, we're talking ADP. We've got brand new ADP over at DLF. Uh, all, all kinds of ADP, really. Rookie, rookie superflex, startup, Superflex startup, pretty much whatever you're looking for, we have got it there for you. Uh, of course, that's our final pre-draft ADP, uh, so we'll really see a, a shakeup following the NFL draft. And Matt, we're going to focus on on startup draft today and where these veterans are are landing. But I did notice Brees Hall is up to RB seven in wow. our one quarterback startup ADP. He's a second rounder. We, we say it every year, those top rookies usually end up in the second round of startup drafts, if not higher. Uh, certainly have seen them higher in, in recent years, including Najee Harris and, and, and guys like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Brees Hall, the, it, it kind of started slow, and, and the momentum is picking up, being drafted ahead of uh, a lot of veterans that we like, like Austin Eckler, and Joe Mixon, Gibson, Akers. He's going, uh, Dobbins going ahead of all of those guys. And I get it. I mean, there's there's first round buzz with him lately, so uh, certainly gaining some value in dynasty uh, before we even know where he's going to play. Yeah, I, 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 you said that, and I went, "Wow, oh man, is he really that worthy?" And then the guys that you mentioned. I mean, I'm taking him over Mixon. You know, Mixon's not that involved in the passing game, and he's in a really good situation. But um, he's at. A lot of the you know, wear and tear, and Eckler's a great player, but he's small, and you know, uh, the world is realizing that this is a young man's position, but mm. a very young man's position. I mean, not even in the league yet, guys. I get it. I, I, real quick, though, I mean, where does he have to land to make that worth it? You know, like Buffalo, Kansas City. What if he ends up in Houston? What if he ends up in Arizona? Like, then you're sad. Yeah, yeah, I get it. We we actually had this conversation about running back landing spots on the DLF Dynasty podcast this week. And and you and I talked about it a few weeks ago, uh-huh. uh, just that the the running back landing spots are not as great as we might think they are. The the teams that have a have a major need, you think Falcons and Texans, aren't necessarily the best spots no. for for Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker. Uh, you, and they you might be the it. two worst rosters in the league, right? <laughs> I mean, you mentioned the Bills. I think that's that's the home run spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Tampa Bay, even with Leonard Fournette, there would be a good one as well. Uh, it definitely gets it gets dicey after that. I mean, either we're going to see uh, 
uh, these rookies, Hall and, and Kenneth Walker included, we're either going to see these rookies lose value because they end up they end up with a lot of competition, uh, or we're going to see them really shake up some backfields and some veterans lose value. Think like uh, Michael Carter with the Jets. He's he's maybe not as safe as maybe we think he is. Okay, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, uh, but boy, it, it has to has to land just right for that pick to be worth it pre-draft. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's talk about that ADP a little bit more. We'll talk quarterbacks and running backs today. We'll hit on the uh, wide receivers and tight ends tomorrow. The top five quarterbacks in our Dynasty Startup ADP. This is one quarterback ADP, but we're just looking at the top five. Doesn't change things too much. Josh Allen is the QB1. I believe this is the third month in a row that uh, Allen has been ahead of Mahomes, so that's uh, that's looking like not really a fluke, but a, a trend that dynasty managers are, are believing in and mm-hmm. going with. Allen is QB1, Mahomes is QB2. Uh, where, where are you at with those two guys compared to each other? Yeah, I'm, I'm very cool with it. I mean, I think losing Tyreek is a blow. Locking up Diggs helps. Um, we just mentioned Hall. Could Hall or Walker or somebody like that end up in Buffalo? I don't know that would be good for Allen just from a running standpoint, but I think he right. needs to be one. Well, he is one, yeah. and, and in fact, the gap is growing uh, every month. Uh, Josh Allen, I believe, a second-round startup ADP, even in single quarterback leagues. Mahomes is, too. As I said, Justin Herbert has uh, has moved up. He's the quarterback three now. I know you love the player. Sure. Uh, I mean, his his name gets tossed out even just uh, a couple years in now as one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league. Doesn't give you quite as much on the ground uh, as, as some of the other guys, but uh, a capable runner and, and athlete. He's the he's the QB three. I mean, he's seen. Uh, I know that things can change awful quick in this league. Trust me, I've learned that lesson a hundred thousand times. But. He seems like a top 10 fantasy quarterback for 10 years, you know, and maybe that's even conservative. And even in the foreseeable future, the people around him just keep getting better, not worse. Quarterback four is Lamar Jackson. Five is Kyler Murray. Feels like both of those guys uh, have lost a little bit of value. The the trust is not there uh, quite as much as it used to be. Of course, still valuable. I mean, we're talking about top five uh, quarterbacks overall, uh, but it, it seems like the shine has come off of both of those guys a little bit. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of it is both of them pretty much ended the season banged up, you know, and with Murray, that seems to be a trend. The second half of the season's not like the first. We've seen enough years, you know, that, that that's a trend. I feel like at this cost, though, I would buy Lamar of all these five. Yeah, I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm still uh, certainly a big Lamar Jackson believer. I mean, he's been in the league for a few years, but the guy's still only 25 years old. Right. So, uh, another guy, another player who certainly has a long time left in the league. Uh, I just think that maybe six months from now we might be doing a dynasty or locked on dynasty. I almost called it dynasty blueprint and said, uh, "Why the good old days? The good old days. Although these days are pretty good too." And, but I, we might turn to each other six months from now and be like, why wasn't Lamar number one on our list again? Like, he, he yeah. runs for 80 yards every game. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Kyler Murray, as I said, is the quarterback five. That means outside of the top five, guys like Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott, uh, Jalen Hurts. Any argument with any of those? 
I don't think so. Uh, another one I might be buying at cost would be Dak. I, I mean, I think yeah. Dak really had a tough year physically. I mean, the, the injury he suffered two years ago was just unbelievably brutal. And then maybe the most interesting name on the list of player, of course, that we've talked a ton about is Deshaun Watson. Uh, it, it was pretty clear to every dynasty player uh, around that the, the value bounce back would be there once uh, we knew that the criminal issues were the criminal charges were a thing of the past. They are. And he's back up to quarterback seven now, uh, just right behind Joe Burrow. Actually, those two guys are back to back in our overall ADP. Yes, but I mean, he's going to get suspended this year. It it could be. What if it's double digit games? I don't think that's crazy. You know, I've been doing, uh, along with all, all of my dynasty stuff and, and trying, to make some, uh, trying to make some improvements to my dynasty teams, I've been doing a lot of best ball drafts lately as well. And, uh, I mean, his, his ADP in, in those, and of course the, we're talking about redraft leagues, his ADP in those is quite high as well. And you're right, he's, he's going to miss games. Yeah. I think we have to assume that. And, it, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's only four or six that seems a little light uh it could certainly be eight it could be double digits it, it could be the entire season who knows season. It could be. uh so definitely have to be careful uh more more in redraft obviously than in dynasty i, I think he's a right, buy right. either way but the value is climbing matt when we come back we'll have the same conversation take a look at the top five running backs in our new dynasty adp from dlf Hey everyone, after months of playing, college basketball has determined the top teams for the Final Four and will determine this year's national championship this coming week. And there's so much more going on on Bet Online. I'm going to hit the Final Four heavy, that's for sure, but I'm also going to look at some future stuff here for the NFL, you know, Super Bowl odds, that type of stuff, draft stuff, all that good stuff. And BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. From the latest odds, contests, players' props, you name it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. Bet Online remains the best spot for all your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. As I mentioned, I mean, I'm going to hit the NFL stuff hard. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite, favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Now for a big announcement. Starting Thursday, April 28th, tune in to Locked On NFL Draft's live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft with all three days of real-time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders. And for those of you dying to know who your team will take before the draft, catch Odyssey and Locked On's NFL Draft Special, hosted by Brian Peacock and former scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, all week leading up to the first pick. Look for that on the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube page and the Locked On NFL Draft podcast feed. We are taking a look at our brand new Dynasty ADP from Dynasty League Football. That's from the month of April. Uh, top five quarterbacks we discussed in the first segment. Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. No real surprises there. 
Let's move over to the running backs, Matt. I don't think there's any surprises here either. Jonathan Taylor, of course, is the RB1. He's the 101 overall in this ADP data. Uh, I don't think we even have much to discuss there, but the RB2 is your guy, Najee Harris. Yeah, and I, I feel like it's by default, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah. I, I hate to say this, but I, I'm a little concerned about Najee from a burst, acceleration, big play standpoint, and he didn't have a lot of room to get running. I have no concerns about him from a volume standpoint, and that's the beauty of it, and I actually think his best receiving numbers are ahead of him. So I'm cool with it. It's just I just feel like in April of most years, I would like the RB2 better than I like Najee. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. It does seem like the the upside is not quite there, which sounds crazy after the the very good rookie year sure, that he put sure. together. But that does feel a little volume based, and very. you think about explosive plays and 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 um, some of the ability of the other running backs that we'll get to, and it just it just doesn't quite feel the same. Uh, his fellow uh, sophomore, I guess, Javante Williams, just both of those guys coming off their rookie seasons. Javante Williams is right behind him, the RB3, and being drafted as a top five overall player. That's pretty rich for yeah. for a guy that, uh, you know, could have could have Melvin Gordon back competing with him once again for touches. He's I know we're valuing. Back. Right, he's going to have somebody. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's not going to be just Mike Boone, and um, certainly Javante Williams could have that backfield. Uh, could be the the every down back. That's obviously a a pretty good possibility, I think. But he's not going to be the only guy. They're bringing in a talented player. In fact, I saw a uh, a Denver beat writer suggest they should look at Kenneth Walker in in the second round. So wow, I don't know about that. I mean that that would be a tough landing spot, and it would obviously hurt both of those players. Uh, just doesn't it seem like you're buying him at his ceiling at, at, at three. Like, can he ever get better than that? I mean, that's that's best case scenario. Yeah, it kind of feels that way. Top top five overall. I'm, I'm taking a wide receiver instead of Javante in the first round. I'm taking a wide receiver instead of Najee Harris yeah. in round one as well. RB4 is DeAndre Swift. RB5 is Christian McCaffrey. Uh, any feedback any thoughts on those two guys not really i mean high volume receivers if mccaffrey's healthy i might take him over taylor for redraft i mean i think that's a conversation he's that good i mean he's rare i agree and and another player we said this with lamar another player who's been around forever 25 years old right hasn't even turned 26 (laughs) right right uh like many of the other uh running backs from the class of 2017 so uh, even for his class, he's a young guy. The injuries, of course, are, are the concern. And We're even if looking... it's Pickett or Darnold or somebody like that, they're still going to dump it off to him. Yeah, yeah, we hope so. Yeah, right. uh, digging a little deeper on that running back ADP, we already talked about Brees Hall. He is the RB7. Uh, actually, now that I'm digging into the data here, I was wrong. Austin Eckler being drafted just ahead of Brees Hall. Okay. Uh, but Hall yeah. is ahead of Barkley, Mixon, Cook, Gibson, Derrick Henry. Uh, those are the names behind. I love the I love the depth of the position that we've got right now. I mean, Alvin Kamara is the RB fifteen. We've been uh, doing this too long. I almost said, "Wow, Kamara's name isn't even mentioned." Yeah, J.K. Dobbins RB sixteen. 
if if you want that rookie, Kenneth Walker, RB eighteen and thirty eight mm. overall. So I'm taking Walker higher uh, than that. I think I probably am as well. But again, when you look at the names, do you want Walker or ETN? Because they're back to back in our ADP. Hmm. I think ATN. I was gonna. I've been thinking, boy, ATN's a bargain right now. But that's about the neighborhood I would probably slot him at. So I don't know that he's a bargain. I'd probably take ATN yeah. because of the receiving. Yeah, it's just it's yeah, just right, the depth right. of the position right now, which is a a good thing a, for us dynasty managers. I'm a big Dobbins fan too, you know. Matt, when we come back, we'll talk about a specific rookie today. It is John Mechie, the wide receiver from Alabama. All right, let me take a chance here, you know, a little time out of our to talk about RockAuto.com. Um, they've been a really good. Good friend of the Locked On Network now for a long time, and they do amazing work. And with all the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, truck, whatever, in a traditional chain storefront. It just makes no sense. So a lot of you do a lot of work on your cars, and it makes a lot of sense financially or as a hobby or whatever. you got to check out rockauto.com because their prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for example. Um, Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you're looking for. Their catalog's extremely easy to navigate. Uh, see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specs, prices you prefer. Uh, I mentioned that the prices are always reliably low and same for, for, for professionals as they are for you guys. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So here's what you do. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how, do, how did you hear about us box. So they know that we sent you. That's locked on, two words. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Be sure to check out tomorrow's episode when we continue to talk Dynasty ADP and profile our next rookie. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. We are talking John Mechie today, the junior wide receiver from Alabama, just 21 years old. He's 5'11 and 187. He actually plays a little smaller than that, Matt. What yeah. do you think overall, before we dig into some of the numbers, what's kind of your gut instincts on John Mechie? I like him quite a bit. I mean, I think he's an NFL 2 at best. I mean, I don't think there's a real high ceiling here. But I thought the kind of the same thing about Amon St. Brown, you know, Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown last year too, or you know, some of these guys that might be third, fourth round picks. These receivers come in the league and are better than I thought as a rule. And I thought Mechie was a high quality college player, um, slot. He can also operate outside. Yeah. Um, you know, you're gonna wait on him probably a little bit in terms of the injury and things. But I think he's a dynasty asset for sure. Yeah, I do as well. It- it's interesting. It feels like 
Uh, it feels like Mechie was was a big play receiver, but speed is not necessarily uh, one of his you know top right. assets or, or what he's known for. Especially compared to um, Williams when they're on the field together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And that, I mean, a year ago, you know, we didn't really know who Jamison Williams was unless you follow recruiting closely because he had he had struggled to get on the field at Ohio State. And all of the guys, all the receivers from Alabama were gone, right? Rugs right, and, right. and Smith and Watt all, all gone. And Mechie was kind of the next guy up. And, I mean, there was even some talk that this guy could be a first-round NFL draft pick. And, and obviously that would have, uh, would have meant a first-round uh, rookie pick in Dynasty rookie drafts. And uh, that's just not the case. I mean, no, not only do we have this – yeah, not only do we have this injury – to, to factor in Mechie uh, tore his ACL late in the season, but he just got, he, he just got pushed down the depth chart by Jamison Williams. And, and it just kind of, we, we kind of figured out that he's, he's good. He's not great though. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I, it probably hurt him that this plethora of first round Bama receivers, everyone just assumed he's next in line where he's good. Not great. Yeah. Um, Mechie is a solid route runner, very good route runner, actually, and a tough receiver. Uh, downfield focus and, and tracking the ball, as I said, really kind of became known, I think at least, for the big play, even though he's not that, that deep threat like his teammate Williams is. Uh, talked about the injury as well. That's, that's rough. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've, we've got a few players in this class uh, in that type of situation, again, including his teammate Williams, feel bad for both of those guys. Uh, and, and you know, Mechie just doesn't have—he doesn't have the size to to really battle those defensive backs for uh, for fifty-fifty balls. You know, contested catches has been a a hot topic it seems late, lately uh, as we look at this rookie class, and that's not that's not an area that Mechie's going to. Uh, succeed in very often no you're probably right and i will say one of the words you mentioned there that i just wanted to highlight and certainly is a bama trait at all positions but you know receiver in particular and williams epitomizes too is the toughness though and the competitiveness yep. and you know judy had it rugs had it all these guys Devonte smith has it you know i mean waddle all these dudes are tough competitive dudes that fight Patrick's retain every day in practice and have to beat Waddle and Judy to get on the field. So some of these smaller slighter receivers worry me about getting banged around and bullied a little bit, but less so for the Bama guys. Looking at John Mechie's current value, grinding the mocks has Mechie projected to be the 69th overall pick and the wide receiver 11. So based on that, feels like a player that's firmly inside of day two. That's that draft capital we're looking for. Maybe he sneaks in the back end of, of round two, but most likely I would say a third round pick. Uh, and as I said, the wide receiver 11, that, that feels pretty good for his dynasty value. Yeah, and it's not hard to come up with 10 receivers that you'd have over him or at least in his neighborhood Guys like Tolbert, you know, that neighborhood. But that's a really nice neighborhood. And my hunch is he'll either go to a really bad team, you know, like Detroit or Houston that can wait for him to recover, or a really good team like Buffalo or Kansas City that'll win games without him and then insert him in the lineup. Hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. 
Looking at his current dynasty value in rookie drafts, he's going 17 overall, uh, and that also makes him the wide receiver 11. So both NFL draft and dynasty rookie drafts, he's in that 11 spot. Uh, that's in our one quarterback rookie drafts. And looking at, at overall startups, 151 overall, wide receiver 66. Some of the veterans being drafted in that same range include uh Tua Tungavaloa, Derek Carr, David Njoku, LaVisca Chenault. That feels like about the right range that where I'd gamble on Mechie potentially, Matt. Yeah, I think I'd take Mechie over all those names of the veterans you just mentioned in one quarterback, of course. Um, but on the other hand, I think I could come up with 17 rookies I like better than them, you know, including a Malik Willis. I don't, there wouldn't be many quarterbacks on that list, but there might be one or two. Um, 10 to 12 receivers, probably five running backs as well, at least. Yeah, when you, when you think landing spot for Mechie, we said he, he's likely being drafted late in, in the second round, early in the third round. Of course, there's tons of teams that need a wide receiver, and, and we've talked about a lot of those. Uh, I mean, specifically, you think about Atlanta and Green Bay, and where they almost have nothing, right? The depth chart right, is right. wide open. I don't really want him going to one of those teams. I don't want him. I mean, this is kind of what happened to Amon Ross St. Brown last year. And, you know, I mean, I guess it, I guess it worked out for him, but I don't want Mechie going to a spot where it looks like he might be the top target. I I don't know that that's even possible. Well, we would have said the same for St. Brown last year, right? Right. He he falls, he falls to round four. And the, the conversation is, we don't necessarily love the prospect overall or... I see where we're going but, with this. Yeah, we, that makes sense. Right. We love the situation. He could be the wide receiver one on a really bad team, and, and ultimately he was. Um, I think Mechie... I don't want that put on Mechie, right? Like, put him in um, put him in Cleveland where he's obviously behind Amari Cooper or Detroit where he's yeah. behind St. Brown. New Orleans. Um, yeah, yeah. New Orleans would be a good one as well. That's that's kind of what I see. New England would even work. I, mm-hmm. I don't think he'd be looked at as the wide receiver one there, but they still have a need. So Houston with uh, Cooks being the one and him and Nico yeah. Collins being pretty different, you know, something like that. Yeah, even Tennessee. So, well, Tennessee would be another good yeah, one. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> obviously, AJ Brown uh, is there to uh, to demand most of the attention from the defense and as well as most of the targets from the quarterback. Uh, I really like Mechie. You said you feel like 17 overall, 2.05 is a little early in rookie drafts. That's about where I would have him. I, I don't mind spending spending that mid-second on him in those one-quarterback rookie drafts. I'm just liking the running back class the more and more I dig into it, to be honest with you. So it's not a knock on Mechie. I just think that I probably wouldn't. I'd probably take him over every tight end. Every quarterback besides Willis, probably, depending on landing spot. But I bet there's six or seven running backs I'd take ahead of them. Yeah, that's fair. And that's kind of where I am as well. You know, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about Zamir White tomorrow. And I'm, I'm liking yeah. Zamir White yeah. more and more. Uh, I'm liking his teammate, James Cook, more and more. Yes. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I could see certainly those guys along with, uh, along with the obvious ones ahead of John Mechie. That will do it for today's show. Right. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.